Hello and welcome back to the Restricted View podcast. Hello, everybody. I'm Chris. And I'm Deborah. I'm in a good mood for now, but we'll have to see how that goes <laughs> review ends. Yeah, this is mostly, a, a, I mean, obviously you're going to get my take on it as well, but I think Chris has a lot more to say than I do. But this is finally us reviewing the thing we've been hinting at for ages <laughs> that we meant to review and never did because other things kept coming up. I think now is the right time to do it. Yeah, and I haven't, it's one of those things like art is never ready. I have um, been pre- planning, preparing for this re- review for a while and I kind of got to the point where I, I can't, I just, I, yeah, I, there's nothing more I can do. Yeah, I think this is a, this is a, I guess, a, a big one for, for us in the sense that it's a very, um, people are very, very expectant about this production and, uh, you know, it's a very renowned and very, um, very famous with lots and lots and lots of five star reviews. Um, but yeah, I guess it's a good thing for the play, uh, if anyone cares, that we don't do Star Reviews. What everyone cares is that, what everyone really wants to know is, will Restricted View break their no star, you know, not giving star, not doing star reviews in order to give this a star review for the first time ever? Well, we shall <laughs> Just because it's so good, we want to break our system and give it five stars anyway. I mean, that's not, that's not, not, not a good start, <laughs> is it? <laughs> Uh, or is it really that good? Well, let's find out. So what are we actually reviewing? We are finally, finally, finally reviewing Jerusalem. Jerusalem. The city, Jerusalem. Or not. No, the, no. The play, Jerusalem, by Jez Butterworth, playing at the Apollo Theatre. Yes. In the West End. Until the 10th of August. Yes, originally it was the 7th of August. Um, however, rather tragically, Mark Rylance, the lead, um, I believe his, his brother, uh, passed away under tragic circumstances. Um, in the US, right? In yeah. the US. Um, so he had to... Uh, I remember you know, hearing at the time that he, he he flew over and basically went to the funeral. And we, we worked out his... We were, he was, he was, I think they, t- they, only, they only closed the show for three days, I think it was. Something like that. It was so he literally not a long flew time. over, went to the funeral and flew back. I don't know how. Yeah, and I even think if that might have included a weekend. So uh, it was... Like a Sunday. Like yeah, a day, a day, day off, off day, as well. Yeah. yeah, They had no understudies. They have no understudies for, um, for his part and possibly not for Mackenzie Crook's part either, actually. Um, they do have covers... Yes. Um, but not for um, not for not certainly not for the main the main role, which mm-hmm. um, possibly be a bit of a mistake. But having said that, I think everyone who goes to this wants to see Mark Rylance in this role. Yes, definitely. I think that's the main thing that everyone wants to see. Yes, yeah, so there is that that that, that 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 guarantee is nice. The fact that if you want to see this and you want to see Mark Rylance, you will. You will. You're not going to see someone other than Mark Rylance in the main role. And I believe yeah. that's the truth for Mackenzie Crook as well, who I was actually more excited about. I like Mackenzie Crook. Hmm. I think he's rather good. But anyway, right, so yes, this is Jerusalem. As yes. we into that, starring Mark Rylance and Mackenzie Crook, by, written by Jez Butterworth and um, directed by Ian Rickson. Yes, and let's let's have a discussion about it. Let's go. Well, let's do our, our proper format, yes. where we try to keep the personal opinion at bay a little bit while we go through. Hello, my cat keeps If saying. you can hear me cat meowing, it's our cat. He, is also, uh, he also has lots of opinions. Yes, he wants us to chase him. <laughs> um... So, what is Jerusalem all about? Um, well, it's not about the city of Jerusalem. I think it's the, the title is more more of a play on um, the or the song Jerusalem, the hymn Jerusalem. Actually, the hymn, um, a rendition of a verse of Jerusalem opens both the first and second act. Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, Jerusalem, of course, you know, being um, it was a, it was a poem originally, wasn't it? By William Blake, I believe. William Blake, right? And it's kind of about the concept of building. Building a uh, promised God's, land, almost yeah, God's yeah. town, God's own country, kind of thing in the UK, right? Mm-hmm. The idea of Jerusalem is this idea of home, almost heaven on earth, maybe. Yes, I think I ideas. think that's that's definitely what it, it tries to evoke. Yeah, uh, both both the the poem 
the hymn and also then the play also kind of goes on to carry that torch. Yeah, the strong the themes of home and belonging and and, mm-hmm. and you know land etc. Yeah. Um. So and so the plot is essentially um. It's 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 one of there's it, not a whole lot that happens, right? Uh, no, that's, that's nothing. There's nothing wrong with that in, in of itself. That's uh, potentially very always very powerful. It's about um, essentially about a a man who I think they call it, they they call him a waster. Is that the title? What they kind of they use? But essentially, I think that's what the, t- the term that's kind of derogatively thrown at him. Um, but you know, he's essentially a he, he's essentially a traveler, except he's not traveling. He's he's at he's he's a semi-settled traveler. Lives in a caravan. Yes, um, on the edge on the edges of this town, yeah. on the edge like both between the town and the forest, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah and he's about to get evicted. He's going to get evicted by the council. The play opens with two council representatives nailing an eviction notice because they basically want to clear the land and um, to build and council to, flats. To build flats, yes. Yeah. Uh, which is good. We should be building council flats <laughs> because there's a housing crisis. Um, but um, so and the, yeah, obviously he doesn't want to go. He's he's he, he's he's considered. I don't think they ever actually use this phrase in the text ever. I don't think they do, but it's it's put on all the blurbs. He's the Pied Piper. Yes. And obviously, that, that being a German folk folk tale of a of a man who I think he 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 gets rid of all the rats, doesn't he, with his with his magic flute, the rat problem. I'm getting the rats to follow him and it drowns them, I think. And then the, the town refused to pay him, so he does the same thing with their children and, and plays his magic flute, and all the children follow him out of town. Yes, and there's um, this, this sense of this man being uh, in. I mean, the stories that we hear about this man, he was kind of very good to certain people, and people follow him he, around. He corrupts the youth. But he also then. <laughs> but I guess not being then recognized for whatever he's done, he now corrupts their children, kind of thing. So he's gathering them. It's very similar. I don't know if he ever did anything significantly noteworthy. Apart from the the drug dealing. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. So so basically, he hangs out. All the people who come and hang out with him, or most of them, are young, young in their twenties, maybe even yeah, in their twenties. I think basically they're they're that kind of age. They're they're and they're experimenting with drugs and drinking and partying every night. Um, there's one uh, particular who's played by Mackenzie Crook, who is essentially the idea is that all these people grew out of it. Yes. Eventually, all these people eventually grow out of it. They they move on. They stop hanging out with this 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 you know for lack of a better term this this low life. Who yeah, apart who, from Ginger. Apart from Ginger, played by Mackenzie Crook, who uh, yeah, who's now in his I don't know, he's meant to be forty, let's say. Yeah. Um, I think, I think um, the main character Rooster, Rooster John Rooster Byron is meant to be um, is it Byron? John Byron. Byron yeah, yes. John Rooster Byron is meant to be on the say sixty-ish. Yeah, right? and I think it's also important to say that um, the play take kind of takes place. On the eve and the night of uh, to like leading to Saint George's Saint Day, George's Day yeah. uh, and he's going to be evicted on Saint George's Day. Yeah. So that's a whole and and I think which that's is, a whole which thing, is, which is uh, I guess heavy-handed symbolism. I guess very heavy-handed <laughs> symbolism, uh, it, which is added to by the um, safety curtains being Saint George's flag as well. Yes, yes. Uh, on the nose, some would say. Yeah, it's not. This is not a subtle play. Except when it is subtle, it's too subtle. It's yeah. Quite, <laughs> um, right. But but, um, yes. but that's kind of the gist of it, yeah. right? Um, nothing more really happens, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. So basically, it's that. Yeah. Well, well, there is. The, 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 so there's there's a young girl who's playing. Uh, True. Who's she really playing? Can you remember a fairy or something in the? In the. In the. In the the St. George Parade. Yeah. She's a young girl, underage girl. She's gone missing. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, that's and true. And her father, Troy, who used to be one of these people who hung out with Rooster but grew out of it, he is, uh, he 
believes that Rooster knows where she is for some reason. Yes, or has done something to her. Yeah, exactly. He visits at one point and is very threatening, and he visits again at the end and is more than threatening. Yes, there are there are a few sub... I'll say subplots as in as if the main plot is he's going to be evicted. The subplots, you have this, you also have his relationship with his um, ex and their, cho- their child, yep. their son. Um, and also... And you see there's a, a char- little bit of the other characters. Yeah, or there's the a character who's, peripheral emig- characters. who's emigrating tomorrow to Australia. Yes, is, someone's uh, leaving. Yes. And there's a conversation about why he's emigrating and all this. Uh, but that's, you know, that, those are all, those are all quite, th- I mean, they're not meant to be throwaway, but they ultimately are quite throwaway kind of little conversations. Um, but yeah, so the cast, then we've hinted, so, we've, we've, so Mark Rylance plays Rooster. Um, and I do think he plays it wonderfully well. Yes, I think he is very, very good, and I can see why people are very excited to see him uh, reprise his, the role that he played about ten years ago. I want to yeah, say, 100%. yeah, hundred um, percent. Mackenzie Crook plays Ginger, as Deborah said. Um, again, I think he does so very well. I, do, I am a fan of Mackenzie Crook. I think he's quite talented, mm-hmm. and I was, I was very pleased to see him on stage. Um, the rest of the cast are relatively unnoteworthy. And I don't just mean that in terms of whether they're famous or not. Um, they they do um, they all do a perfectly good job with the text they've been provided with, but none of them particularly stood out to me. No, no, I I would say the same, and I think that's uh, partially to do as well with you know I guess the material. Well, it certainly is our yeah our opinion of the material most certainly. Yes. I don't think it offers much apart from I think it's very much written as a, almost like a one man show with these support with, with these with <laughs> these uh, orbiting characters right that they don't they don't they're there to um, aid us into understanding uh, Rooster. Yeah, they'll they'll serve it, him his his character, right? Yeah, if 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 that's successful or not, I guess person, it's up for debate. The only person I'd mention would be Shane David Joseph, who plays one of the two council workers. Oh yes, um, because he's not he's not he's not particularly impressive in this. Because again, as we said, he, 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 the, the, no one can be. But I do know he's a very good actor. We've I've seen him before. Yes, um, uh, he was he sophisticated was, yeah. in the Magic Goes Wrong he's, show. He's, he's very young. I think he's like twelve. Um, <laughs> and he's, he's and he's very talented, and I think he's definitely one to keep an eye out for. I think Shane David Joseph's a name you will be yeah. seeing in the future potentially uh, for a Laurence Olivier nomination. I'm not saying he's done a Laurence Olivier Award nomination for this quality performance in his career yet. I'm just saying, or as, for as, this, right? As someone with you know, as someone with theatre training under his belt, I I I reckon he will be a future Olivier winner. Well, let's hope so, because he is he was very good in um in the previous show we see him. I, I don't think I feel like I can't say much about him in this because he is not in it that much. Yeah, exactly. But he, what, he, what, he, what he's in, he does well. Exactly. Um, directed by Ian Rickson. Um, so uh, I I found. I found this was such. Well, this is, this is a slight spoiler for my opinion. This was this this show was such an, a chore in many ways to process and 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 watch that I very much found myself um, not able to appreciate or take in the directing to the extent I would usually be able mm-hmm. to. Um, I I personally didn't find anything particularly noteworthy in the directing of this show. No, I I would agree with you. I I like Ian Rickinson. I've seen other things that he's done. Uh, I think he's a very good and competent director. Um, however, I don't know if maybe maybe this because this was directed ten years ago, right? Yeah, exactly. And I how don't. That, I mean, that, I I've seen process, exactly, right? and I've seen his mo- more recent things, and I think we all hopefully evolve for the better, right? And I probably would prefer other things that I've seen by him rather than this. But maybe he didn't want to touch the directing too much. Possibly I'm not, not. sure. I mean, I, I would say that the stage gets very cluttered at times, um, and uh, both in terms of set and character. And I feel he was—he didn't pay sufficient attention um, to the spaces between characters, if that makes sense. So whenever he was setting up a large ensemble 
um, scene, I, I, I found that the, the space wasn't, wasn't used to its potential. Um, we had these, these large clusters of characters, um, kind of one here, one, here, one, for example, stage right and one stage left, for example. And there's, I remember an old director once saying to me that, that, that scenes are not made of the, of the space, of the spaces you occupy. They're made of the space in between. And it's a philosophy that um, it's, it's, I, I agree with him. I think it's a very up. I think it's a, it's a. It's one of those things. It's a bit. It's a bit. You know, a bit. Uh, what's the word? What's a, what's a what's a, a polite word for the word I'm actually trying to think? It's a bit of a uh, a wishy washy statement in some ways. But I know what he's get. What he, I know what he means. Yeah, yeah. Because um, ultimately, all you know, theater scenes visually are ultimately made up of new of tableau after tableau. Well, that's what I was gonna say. I think there are a couple of uh, very interesting images. Mm-hmm. that he did put across in the show but ultimately i wouldn't really say oh that it's such a memorable directing like i, I don't think that's yeah. the case yes yeah, so i think you're right there are some good images and i think i know some of the ones you're thinking of where, yeah uh, where the lighting also really helps yes well I, I think lighting as we as we all know is so important it can let yeah. that aside <laughs> but it's almost like they focus it's a bit, a bit like the play kind of a bit like the, the you know the, the, the script writer butterworth seemed to give put all his effort into into rooster the directing seems to has all its effort put into these particular tableaus and images without kind of much build up in between. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, not, not build up, so that's the wrong word. Without much, um, without much success in between, or yeah. the same level of success. Um, moving on to the set, then set is by a man named Yultz, who for some reason is known by a stage name which came to him in a dream. Apparently, um, good luck with that. Um, that's how most of the references I use for my dissertation came to me as well. So whoever in a dream. The, whoever, this, whoever this man is, uh, his set was um, looked pretty good. Very cluttered. I think it's meant to be. Um, yes. There is a balance, however, between looking cluttered and actually impacting the uh, visual uh, clarity. And I don't know if that marriage was made perfectly. I think the set was very good. Yeah. I do think it was very good. I think there were a lot of elements to the set that the characters did interact with yes. as well. Uh, you had you actually had chickens, um, live chickens, sure. under the caravan, which is quite fun. Um, so I think the set is very good. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's but it's it's a big set. Uh, there's a lot going good. on. I thought it was good, not great. I was less okay. impressed than everybody said. I thought the, the the tree leaves looked even from the distance away we were looked pretty fake. Well, um, there you go. But um, but for all we know, they're real trees. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they didn't look. Uh, yeah. So I thought the set was good. I just thought the clutch uh, visually it wasn't quite as. I thought it got in the way visually sometimes. Okay, I I, I can see that. I think I can see why you say that. But as it well. was good. Mm-hmm. Um, lighting uh, overall was pretty good. I think mm-hmm. it definitely helps on these tableaus. Um, yeah. Some of these um, during the kind of folklore inspired stories Rooster tells is definitely sometimes subtle, sometimes very not subtle uh, lighting shifts, which really did amplify uh, those moments very nicely. Yep. Um, overall, I think that this the light did light did light did do a good job and mm-hmm. kind of worked well with the directing. It, yeah, it made it quite eerie at times and yes. quite like ethereal at times as well, which I think that is exactly what they were trying to evoke. Uh-huh. The sound, I don't have anything uh, particular to mention. The sound was all adequate. They were using microphones. I think they were using microphones, um, yes. Yeah, um, it, actually, we haven't, it was actually quite a while since we've seen it um, because, as I said, we were trying to <laughs> trying to prepare. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, the sound uh, was all per- per- perfectly adequate. Um, mm-hmm. There were some nice effects, particularly at the end. Yep. Um, uh, good Would use, agree with that. Good use of stillness as well and silence. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so... Uh, I think that's the overall that's, that's, take of these more technical aspects of yeah. the show. So what do we actually think of it? Well, well, well. 
let's get into it. Go on, Deb. Um, okay, as I said, much uh, uh, people are expecting uh, this play, you know, uh, much waited for, I guess. Um, anticipated is the word I was looking for. Um, and I'm always a little skeptical of these things because it can never really live up to what people remembered or what they you know wanted to be also i think it's very important to add that um most of the tickets for the show like this show was sold out pretty much straight away you can get tickets you can still get tickets i think weekly they get released and that's how we got our I tickets think it's on mondays is it? yeah i believe so yeah, we, um, got very, we got very lucky actually and we got tickets um we got tickets for the uh balcony i think it was but yeah, we were front of the front row of the balcony it second row of the balcony yeah. absolute cheapest tickets that existed and they were how much 45 was it no 25 I wanted to say but maybe oh was... no that was it no I remember I know why we have such I know, I know why we have such different um, opin- uh, memories. memories it's because we got the last night of previews so oh we yes we paid half price yes we paid 25 I meant to be 50 that was it okay so uh, expensive tickets and I and I think we can all agree we've all been victims of this uh, sometimes we pay a lot of money for something and we really want it to be good and our opinion it is t- tainted by the amount we've already invested in it, right? In the in the production. So tickets were uh, very pricey overall. I think uh, you can find some uh, very expensive tickets right now. There are some right now. Yeah, um, as, as we record this. Actually, uh, I'm just looking at the... Literally looking right now. I think they have come down in price a little oh, bit. Oh, have they? Well, I don't know. They seem to have a little bit. And don't get around, they're still absurdly expensive. Yeah, so this is something but, um, I was really uh, I was <laughs> angry about. I have this... Uh, uh, one of my... used to be. Is it okay? hundred pounds for looks like approximately eight rows back in the stalls. I think those were like hundred and fifty before. They were they? more when the play was really really hot and when it just opened, Maybe they were very expensive. Yes, uh, but it's still selling out, I believe. Uh, and I have a very um, one of my biggest pet peeves in theater theater currently is ticket prices. Uh, I think it's become a whole thing. We've talked about this before. You know how uh, Cock and Cabaret are so expensive, but other shows are also really, really expensive. I mean, we haven't seen Moulin Rouge yet because we can't bring ourselves to pay for it. Yeah. And I'm not saying that shows shouldn't cost a certain amount of money because the, the people involved do deserve to get you know pay for you know the skill they've crafted all these like for years. However, you have to be like sensible on the amount you charge. It's insane. Uh, and also, if you want to get people to the theater if you want to get people to uh, book it for your shows i mean you have to make it um accessible to them right otherwise they will never come so i think that's just uh, pre- uh, like a preamble so i'm just looking here i think it, 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 uh, uh, yeah why 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 are, are worse tickets 175 pounds on a different night it just, oh it's yeah. for t- is it for tomorrow's matinee or something they're cheaper is that it Yes, so looks random. like it. So random. Look, the matinees are a bit cheaper then. Matinees are a little bit cheaper. Yeah. Okay. But um, but yeah. So you can. So back of the stalls we found is one hundred and fifty pounds. That is a lot. That's too much. Sorry, that's not one hundred and seventy-five. That pounds. is too much. That's too much. It's absurd. Um. It's so yeah, absurd. and I think that's uh, for a play that um tries to um shed light on a part of Britain that many seem to have forgotten, or at least that's what it's trying to say. Uh, people who are not remembered by either. Uh, city folk or politicians it's charging a lot of money well, yeah, the, the, the people represented I think you said this or I'm paraphrasing you somewhat but you basically the people who are the players representing would not be able to afford to see this 
Yeah, exactly. Which yeah. is really absurd. Um, but yeah, and, and pricing of the tickets does... Pay, I've said before, it, it plays a big part in my review, my star ratings, which, mm-hmm. we, which we don't do. Yes, and um, this, uh, this is one thing to take into consideration. Yeah, so I have a piece... I've, 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 yeah. I have a little piece prepared. Yeah, before you go yeah. into that, uh, I'll say, I guess, I just want to say something. I'm very... Uh, you, listener, who's been listening to us for over a year now, um, I'm very open to different types of shows and shows that deal with different themes. And I'm not really... I don't think I'm afraid or neither neither is Chris of like difficult pieces either. I think we kind of do appreciate them. Um, And sometimes we just don't like them. (laughs) And maybe this is one of those times. (laughs) But I'll let Chris take take the lead now and then I'll, I'll, I'll jump back in. Okay. So I've swapped this piece. If it sounds like I'm reading as I am, (laughs) but it's all my own words. Okay. Jerusalem is a play that a great many people say that they adore, but not one of them can explain why they simply say, quote, Oh, it's just so good, or it made me cry. I'll just interrupt here to I'm say it is the case in most of the reviews we saw. All <laughs> the five-star yeah, reviews. Oh, yeah. sorry, sorry. <laughs> the most competent explanation that I've had was from someone who hadn't even seen it, um, who simply described uh, what he understood as a look into English folklore as something that may interest him. Yes. Um, I have even, re- I have even re- uh, read other reviews that heap on praise without ever saying anything other than Mark Rylance was really good. And that's true. He is very good. He's good at portraying the character he plays. John Rooster Byron feels very much like a real human being. He's he's probably amongst some of the most well-realized characters in theater. And that's pretty impressive. But what is the point of Jerusalem? So here's a blow-by-blow account of my experience of this three-hour play, which we haven't even mentioned yet. Oh, God, yeah. So ten minutes in, my thought was, ah, conflict, well set. Council want to move Rooster on. Nice bit of humor to give us some initial introduction to Rooster. Looking good. 20 minutes in. Okay, so Mackenzie Crook is playing this loser who still hangs out with Rooster, even though he probably uh, shouldn't. Still very basic characters, though. 40 minutes in. Wow, who are all these people? They're just talking utter rubbish. Okay, sure, I guess we're getting a full depiction of a typical day that Rooster lives through. He is ignoring the council demand. That's a thing, I guess. 60 minutes in. Interval. Okay, that was getting pretty boring. They're just a bunch of prats talking rubbish. But hey, it's a long play. It wasn't. It it it, uh, it was supposed to. It it was. It was take. It's taking its time. So I guess that makes sense. Long setup, but I've done the work now. It's all going to kick off. Seventy minutes in. This is ten minutes into the second act. Hmm. We're back to them sitting around talking about nothing. Okay. I guess we're resetting before something happens. Ninety minutes in. What the actual hell? We are sitting through. Sorry. We are just sitting around and talking about nothing. An hour. One hundred and ten minutes in. Rooster is telling a dumb story about meeting a giant. This is pointless rubbish. I later discovered this is supposed to be important. Maybe he did meet the giant? Of course he didn't. Why is this a clever look at folklore? It's an addict talking rubbish. 120 minutes in. Two hours. Next interval. Oh my god, there was a reveal and a little tension. Shame I barely care anymore. Hour and four... Sorry, 140 minutes in. Oh, okay. We're going to pretend that reveal didn't happen and talk yet more rubbish. Honestly, this is like being a fly at a wall for one of those crap parties I went to at university. Oh, he has a son, and that went exactly nowhere. 160 minutes in. Hey, that reveal finally came back into the play and something happened. Now we'll move on, I guess. 180 minutes in. Oh, a callback to the giant story he told and a visual and auditory dramatic final tableau. My butt feels numb. (laughs) Uh, And that's the end of the episode. No, I'm joking. Uh So what exactly is Jerusalem trying to say? The closest it comes to having a theme of any kind 
is the conflict between a traveler like Rooster being against the modern world and the concept of land ownership. It's a theme worth exploring. If you don't agree with the social contract of modern society and civilization, how can you be in breach of it? Are we all signed up to simply by grace of living in a society? Why does the council have more right to build houses on this land than Rooster has to live on it? That these these are these may have been worth exploring these themes, you know, of wild versus civilized, but they aren't. They are merely implied and then avoided. Also, here's the, we the really weird thing: technically, the queen owns the land, so this would actually be a direct conflict between one individual and another. So, unless Rooster wants to claim he wouldn't mind another person stealing his stuff, his argument immediately falls flat. Perhaps setting this play anywhere other than a constitutional monarchy would have made sense. Um, but yeah, I digress. Uh, oh, but it had, but um, it had to be set in England because it explores English folklore by making Rooster a modern-day Pied Piper, Pied Piper, which is, by the way, German folklore, and by making an inane references to Stonehenge. What exactly is this achieving, and why? The plot's boring. The dialogue directionless and mundane to the point of tears, without even being re especially realistic. And yet, it does feel like realism of the dialogue was the aim. Uh, ultimately, interesting themes are suggested, but never actually explored, and the whole thing's a massive boring waste of time that a few self-appointed theatre experts decided was high art, and now, unfortunately, the uninformed masses are blindly repeating those accolades. Ouch. But uh, also, yes. Uh, and I will add to it uh, something that I said when I came out of the theatre, and I've repeated ever since when talking about this play with other people. I can see as someone who is... Uh, like a literature student, like a literature uh, scholar in many ways. Yeah, you have a PhD, you're allowed to call yourself a scholar. Yes, okay. Um, <laughs> yes, I also have imposter syndrome, so you know. Um, I think this is a great play. I can imagine this play being discussed in a classroom. I think this is a great play to explore themes and to look at all these things and like a there's a lot there's fully packed and i think the uh, playwright was very 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 conscious of every single reference he was putting into it um that does not mean however that it makes for an entertaining play to to see and i think entertainment is part of what's one of the things you go you go to the theater for it doesn't necessarily mean that it's easy entertainment you know, we, I mean, I like Beckett, you know, it's not, I don't always look for easy entertainment, so but it's, I, I so think. It doesn't have to be, have a, a play doesn't have to have any entertainment to be an amazing five-star show. It has to that's have, very I, true. I, I always say it has to be either have entertainment or artistic merit or both. Right. Okay. Let's say then this uh, can have, we can, we can, we can give it artistic merit, but I do think it also needs to have, also needs to be a little entertaining. Well, I don't think it has artistic merit. <laughs> well. I think, I, as I said, as could, I said, you could talk about it at length in a, in a classroom. That's not artistic merit; no, that's that, academic merit. It's very true, and I think that is it, that possibly exactly what it is. It's a great. I think I can, I, as I said, I can really see it being discussed and explored and debated in the classroom. I do not understand how it works on stage. It honestly, I mean, it. <laughs> it was not very. That's, it was not very good. It's boring. It is boring. But I don't even I honestly I even said to, I said this to you before and even in hindsight I will stick to that I don't think it's a I don't my problem with it is not that it's boring I don't think it was that boring um, the thing is it doesn't really do anything it didn't I didn't care for the characters I didn't care what happened to them I don't think it actually raised any valid points for 2022 in the UK where there are a lot of valid points to talk about you know. Uh, how like people can occupy certain spaces, especially regarding like the, the current state of p politics in this country. So I don't think it did anything for that. And actually, 
if nothing else, it almost looked like looked like even I I, I know like I know Mark Rylands is um, a vocal kind of Labour supporter and I, it's kind of left wing in many ways, but a, a lot of the time the discourse of the characters was the opposite of that. Especially like when Chris said earlier that one of the characters is moving away, and that like um, that that um, it prompts a whole discussion on why would anyone ever leave England for anything? Why would why would you leave where you're from? It's very strange and like again a very interesting discussion I think in many ways, not necessarily the way it's portrayed. It could be a very, very interesting. It could discussion. be a discussion, but Jess Butterworth just wasn't capable of writing it as an interesting. Discussion. No, and I think I think, but one of the reasons for that is because again we have so many characters, and I don't care for them. I don't know their names. I, I really don't care for their plight. Um, but I, I I think I could care, and I think there is the um, there is the potential for that, but I don't think it's realized. Uh, so I, yeah, I think it's a it's a study piece, not really something to be seen on stage. Uh, we probably could talk about this for ages, but I think we'd end up going in circles pretty quickly. Um, and uh, you know, I think we're both we're both quite. I'm very passionately in, against this. I really don't like it, and and I think you're you're pretty negative as well. So I feel there's little to be gained from us trying to uh, hash out you know much more about this. No, we, that's we've, very true. We've given a technical a, a technical an attempt at a technical unbiased review of the technical aspects, and we've given you our personal opinion. Um, as best we can, I think. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm, I'm, I, I've got more to say. I don't think. No, I, I think I will add that I really don't know who this play is for. Yeah. Uh, I'm not just saying this in a kind of, oh, who would I recommend it to? No, just I really don't know. I actually don't know what it's trying to say. It's for people who pay a million pounds for a blank piece of paper being called high art. I guess so. I mean, I, I uh, as Chris said, I do, I, like, I do have... A doctorate in English literature. I came out of this play thinking, "Oh, I'm really dumb because I didn't understand it," which is fine. I think it's very good to, you know, to to I, I <laughs> sometimes just, I, be I called suspect, out. I suspect a lot of people, like I, you know, listening to people chatting around us as we exit the theatre, a lot, you know, people are just saying, "Oh, it was so good, I was in tears," but they, they, they ne- none of them have anything of substance to say. Um, and I do suspect a lot of people pretend to like it for fear of appearing stupid. Yes. I think that is the danger that we have. Uh, also, I can see why maybe someone would. I can, I can actually see why someone can get emotional at the end, like the end scene, because they make it in such a way they make it quite big, and the noise, the sounds but, but, are quite like um. So uh, much rubbish. Three hours of rubbish that 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 makes me just not. It just undercuts that moment so much. No, I I agree with you. I agree with you. But I can just just trying to. But even understand. in the moment, I couldn't care about that moment because there'd be such immense utter garbage. Sure. And it's it's very hard to like I read so I read so many reviews of this play, uh, giving it five stars. And as Chris said, no one could really say why apart from Mark Rylance is brilliant. Yes, he he gave a five five star performance. Is the play five star? Mm. There's one. There was one review. I think gave it three. The Guardian gave it, it four. Three? I think four was it. But yeah. But if you read the review, you'd, it's quite you're, bad. You're expecting a one or a two star at the yes. end of it. Like, yes. Yes. It was all over it. Yeah. So I think there is this pressure. I think we created this yeah. social pressure that we have to like it. A bit like we kind of have to like. I don't know Shakespeare or something. And we're small independent reviewers, so we're going to tell you what we really think. And we paid for it, which I think well, um, we pay for makes shows, uh, makes so, a difference. And so. if and if we ever get invited, we do tell you. Yes, exactly. Uh, we always do. Um, so uh, with that in mind, we don't. We unfortunately don't do star ratings like these other places do. <laughs> no, um, but if we did, but if we did, I would do a restricted view first, bearing in mind. 
about up to £200 to see this. We sat in the worst seats in the house for £25, but they're actually meant to be 50 mm-hmm. So it's £50 if you want to go now. I think I think there's £40 actually for the very back. So £40 at an absolute minimum for the worst seats in the house. No stars. Do not see under any circumstances. Waste of time and money. Ouch. I don't know. I find it very hard to do this because I can understand how some people might want to see it because of the hype. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to do. Um, well, you, don't, you have not bought in, so to speak, to the my my official restrictive view system yet. No, no, I, you're unofficial because I haven't just, <laughs> I haven't agreed to it. But it's the system I use. We must actually. So I, I keep forgetting. Yeah, I am. Uh, I don't know. Get back to me some other time. No, I don't no, know. no. We're gonna push you for not a, for for unofficial for. A, uh, we don't give star reviews, but if we did review rating. So I can see artistic merit in the text because I can see no, no, it. Be- you're, listen, you're, listen, you're, listen. You're, 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 you're reviewing the production. Oh, I know. But, but the text is part of it, right? It's not whole. It's not the whole. It's part of it. Because you're reviewing the whole. Yeah, but I have to look at the parts first sure. so I can look at. So I, sure, that's sure, what sure. I'm trying to explain. Okay. Uh, I can view. I can see some artistic merit, but that's mainly because I can see, as I said, being the, the you know, the subject of a course on like display and like. In, in theatre um, and so, in, in English literature I think especially and I think it draws from literature quite a lot so I can see that so my, my the, fir- the lowest rating of my in my system that, 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 that comments on artistic merit is a two star review yeah a one star review is do not see only if you have an extremely high interest in the topic or an actor and can go for free or close to free that's the other thing right the price. that's two, your two star no, that's my one star two stars is not recommended so it's not do not see it's not an active recommendation not seeing it but it's not recommended not worth time or money but has some entertainment value or artistic merit and so may offer something if seen at a heavy discount so that's the thing, right? It might like not I, to I, you. I, you can't do that. It's, it's so expensive. Exactly. It's yeah, so yeah. expensive. I will give it uh, something between a one and a two, and only because I think that for some people, seeing Mark Rylance play the role is enough. However, it can't like it can't do that with it's the only, prices. Oh, that's only enough though because they've already bought into the 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 folklore ironically the folklore that this is the best player this is the best British player of all time okay I'm giving you one star you convinced me <laughs> uh, not mind, zero because I can't mind, do that. That, that calling this the best British player of all time is uh, is like discounting the fact that Pinter would run circles around Jesse. it's not the 21st century no I thought it was I thought it was of uh, the oh, maybe you're right maybe it is but, it okay. it is but the 21st century is uh, just starting Exactly. <laughs> so hopefully there'll be a lot, a lot more stuff coming out that is better than this. So there we go. An average rating of zero point five stars from yeah, restricted. Because I also just wanted to say that even though I see some artistic merit in it, I do not know who I would recommend this play to. That's exactly it. That's and why that's I'm kind of zero. that's my difficulty with it. But I'll give it a one because I am not, I'm not very cruel. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you actually want to give it zero. <laughs> I didn't hate it as much as you did. Because it made because I think I think I blame the play because it did make me feel very stupid when I came out and that and after a lot of consideration I decided that it was the place faults rather than place fault rather than my fault, but maybe it wasn't. I don't know. It definitely wasn't your fault. So there we go. That's uh, feel free to please do in fact go to Instagram and uh, leave a comment on what you thought Jerusalem. But uh, please feel free to hate on us for uh, giving it. Zero and one star respectively because um, it's all good. It's all good publicity for us. Yeah, and honestly, <laughs> I'm not saying this. I'm actually not just saying this to be... I don't want to be challenging, but I like I w- would really love to hear 
someone who liked it tell me why they liked it and they can't mention Mark Riley. Mark <laughs> Rylands. You can mention Sorry. him, but you can't. You, yeah, give me something substance. What, you know. Yeah, other than him, other than his performance, because oh, you can talk about his character maybe, but not his performance. Because I know his performance was good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. One good performance does not make a five star show. Mm. But yeah, so do uh, if you want if you're listening watching this on YouTube, although people almost everyone still seems to be using uh, the pod the. Uh, Podcast. podcast format yep. but if you are the one person who uses it YouTube to, to listen to this please do leave a comment below and let us know yep. and also uh, like that smash button smash that like button confusing <laughs> and uh, subscribe if you haven't done so already um, and if you're on the podcast then please do head over to Instagram um, and uh, give us a follow there give us a like on our reels I think we do actually have a Jerusalem reel and as I said do comment on the video of uh, sorry not the video on the, fo- on the photo of this episode and let us know what you thought of uh, Jerusalem Yes. And uh, do you agree with us? Do you disagree with us? Do you think it's overhyped? Even if you don't think it's as bad as we think, do you th- do you agree? Come on, it's a bit overhyped. Even if you really liked it, right? It's a bit overhyped, yeah. Yeah, that's overhyped plays. We should, you should make a list of that. That's too expensive. Think about what you could have bought with that hundred fifty quid. You know, <laughs> you could have gone to um, to lots of lots of rush ticket shows. Yeah, just saying. Six rush tickets right there. Yep. <laughs> that's sad. <laughs> but uh, hey, if you've got uh, that, if you've got immense amounts of disposable income then maybe you don't care yeah because you can get a comfortable seat then because you know not being very comfortable and paying lots of money also two things that don't yeah. i don't really like oh dear but anyway thank you so much for listening and we will be back next week of course with a new episode new review um and uh, i think we're finally we're, fi- we're doing well we're finally catching up with we're finally WC. caught up yeah um but yeah to everyone take care and remember in the meantime please do make sure you see more shows yes bye <laughs>